Rise above, train hard, dream big. The RTD Podcast with Tam and Dez. All right. Hey, everybody. You've got Tam and Dez, and we're tuning in for another podcast. And we got a good topic today, and it's all about the mind-muscle connection. Yeah, we both talk about this topic a lot in the gym. Um, I use this training principle every single time I work out, uh, even before I drop into my sets, like before I even start moving. I'm like, okay, what muscle group am I targeting? What do I need to focus on through my lifts? Where do I need to slow the movement down? What do I need to flex? Um, It's all about just making that connection with the muscle because you activate so much more muscle fibers. And I find... I find the mind-muscle connection is a really hard one to teach to people because you you say this and people are like, uh... Like, most clients that I talk about it, before I actually explain it, they look at me with this, like, glaze, right? Everyone's like, I I don't get what you're talking about. But the easiest way that I can explain it and I try and explain to people is think about what muscle you're working when you're doing a movement. So... For me, squats, I could not get my glutes to activate if I tried. I was um, like, I was into high, high intensity dancing. I was a dancer for many years and my quads, they would just take over for everything. Any leg day, my quads would just blow up and I like my butt was weak and I could never get my glutes to engage until I kind of fully understood the mind muscle connection. So now when I squat before I even start, like as stupid as it sounds, I think about my butt. Yeah. Right. Like I actually, I'm like, okay, before I move, before I go down, before I come up, I got to think about my butt. Like just think about it. Squats are a good example too, because it's very easy to drop into a squat and be quad dominant. Like if you are a little bit more like weight bearing on like the front of your feet or into Mm -hmm. your toes or in the balls of your feet, you're going to feel that more in your quads. But if right away you're like, okay, I want this focus to be on my glutes, um, you think about pushing down through your heels and like mm-hmm. working your whole posterior chain a little bit more than yeah. like your front. So, And this isn't the same for every movement. Squats is like one of those ones where there can be a couple levels to get that mind-muscle connection. So just like Tam said, pushing through your heels, that's going to give you more glute engagement than if you kind of wavered forward and were more onto your toes when you pushed up whereas if you were doing kind of like a barbell row so if you were doing a bent over barbell row this is another one where I find a lot of people use their biceps and when we're doing rows we're not really going for biceps yeah (laughs) right like I mean sure it's great that the biceps are uh, an accessory but we don't want them to be the prime mover so we want the lats like so you know where you get that v taper you want those muscles are the ones that should be doing most of the work. But a lot of the time, you know, we're letting the biceps take over because we're just doing things mindlessly. Yeah. Whereas if you first connect to your lats, so think about your back muscles and then slow that movement down and really just feel those muscles contract the whole time, you'll see the shift. You'll feel the shift. Yeah, 100%. Another thing the mind-muscle connection is really good for, I use this um, analogy 
analogy analogy <laughs> analogy <laughs> uh, with my clients a lot of the times especially like if you don't have access to really heavy weights like say you only have five ten Huge. ten pound weights slow the movement down pretend that those are hundred pound weights in your hands and it immediately gets so much harder oh 100 percent. i do this with clients all the time with bands especially when we have all these gym closures lately I'm like, you don't have to, like, lose your gains. You don't have to lose your progress being at home. I'm like, grab a band. Slow that shit down. Yeah. More time under tension. And then just by thinking about it, it makes it so much harder. There's actually been studies shown that if you practice a movement inside your head, like in your brain, like, for example, hitting a baseball. So you're up to bat. The pitcher throws the ball. You make that eye that eye hand coordination and you crack it boom you practice that over and over in your head um it's no different than you if you were doing it in real life like in real person like it's the stats are the same it is unreal so just practicing something like even in the gym in the weight room say you're brand new to fitness and you look over your training plan and in your head you're like okay so this is how i do a squat like this is how i do a row this is what muscle group i'm supposed to be working um, just going in ahead of time with that knowledge can really up your game. Oh, and like this is one thing I'll say, like if you if you've worked with a trainer or looking to work with a trainer, a good trainer is going to explain to you what movement, like what muscle is working in that movement or like what's the purpose of this movement. Right. Whereas sometimes if you buy those like online programs or join one of those challenges, like you don't like you're just doing the stuff aimlessly and. Some of these movements, especially like squats or like, uh, huh? I gotta get in the camera. Oh, sorry. I gotta be in the camera. I'm out of the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, yeah. So if you are, we do things aimlessly, right? Like, so easy movements that we might do every day, like a squat, right? Like going up and down, we stand up and down. We just do it aimlessly and we don't think about it, right? We don't think we have to think about it. There are levels to this, though. Uh, For example, like I had a brand new client the other day who was like really overthinking the squat. Overthinking it to the point where like they couldn't dial it in. And I'm like, you're thinking about it too much. Like it should be a fairly natural movement. Like drop into it. Like let's go. Like just stop overthinking it. And then we think about it. Like you have to dial down the movement first, get good at the range of motions, create those pathways, and then start training the brain to think about that specific muscle. hundred percent. And I can definitely agree to that because I know I've overloaded clients before where I'm like, fix this, fix that, fix that. Like, because I'm a bit of a form like freak. Yeah. So like I've overloaded people before in the past and they're like, uh, and then all of a sudden they're thinking about it too much and it can be something simple like a push up and all of a sudden they're like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. (laughs) Am I doing it right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So yeah, at first you want to get, definitely get the movement down, like get comfortable with the movement pattern because it might be a new movement pattern for you. So like, you know, trying to think of a more complicated exercise so like maybe a glute kickback so you know when you put your foot into the cable and then you kick it back maybe that's not a very common move for you to do right so maybe it's going to take you a couple minutes to actually or a couple workouts even just to get that movement down and then once you have that then you can be like okay we're working the glutes right and Another way, this is like the final step, I think, with the mind-muscle connection that I do with my clients. I create a workout. It's usually a smaller workout. So it's a smaller workout that zones in on those areas that sometimes you want to see a little more change in. 
And I make them do that workout more times in the week. Mm-hmm. So I say, like, for someone, if you want to grow your booty, right? So then we have a, what I would call, like, a zone booty workout. And I make you do that at least twice a week because now we're focusing on those muscles more. So now we're thinking about it more. Yeah. Right? But that's a last step. So if you don't have that first couple things locked down, like, if you don't have your form locked down, if you don't have that movement pattern locked down and you still don't have the connection locked down, don't even worry about sets, reps, time yeah another thing that helps for me i just do this out of routine now is any set i go into i do a warm-up set yeah with like absolutely lightweight just kind of going through the range of motions where i'm like say if it's chest i want to like pop my chest a little bit like get those muscles like to wake them up activate them Mm -hmm. Um, with the light set work out any sticky parts in the range of motion or anything that just doesn't feel right and then when i drop into my workout like whatever it is like i'm really activating that muscle like if it's chest i'm pushing from my chest and i'm driving that power from there and not just kind of going just through the motions of the movement and it's actually funny you mentioned that because when i started revamping my programming for clients before we did any big lifts so squats deadlifts presses i always make them do a warm-up set and that warm-up set set is lighter weight and slower so like Tam was saying, like, slowing it down. I always make them connect to their body first before we're trying to push, you know, whole bunches of whole. Let's try that again. A whole bunch of weight. (laughs) And then, like, another advanced training principle that I do as well. I wouldn't recommend this if, like, you're brand new is um, I'll hold my failure. I'll get to, like, failure and I'll hold it for, like, three, two, one more second and then I'll drop it just to make sure I'm getting that every last bit of drop out of that rep mm-hmm. that last one and this is kind of like I guess this is like a hack to know if you have a good mind muscle connection um so if you're doing something like let's say you're doing a seated row and then the next day you feel it in your upper shoulders like you're sore in your upper shoulders I can tell you right now that means your mind muscle connection sucks. So yeah. if you if you're <laughs> sore, call. yeah, if you're sore in a different area, like if you did not do bicep curls and all of a sudden your biceps are on fire the next day, it means your mind muscle connection mm-hmm. sucks. If you think about it, right? So like if you were doing rows and all of a sudden the next day your biceps are like or you got a mad bicep pump, my muscle connections not you that were great. driving that power from your biceps not your back exactly um, so yeah. that's a way you can kind of judge your mind muscle connection and also if there's just an area on your body that you feel like it just won't change like there's no growth there's no loss there's nothing like it's just so stagnant probably have a shitty mind muscle connection to that area yeah so one thing you can do like say you're the passive well even the driver of a car and say, for example, like, it's your inner thighs. You can't seem to get those things to wake up. Try flexing those babies when you're driving without moving anything else. Like, just try and flex your inner... Like, that's hard. I'm trying to do it right now. It's like, mm, I think I got sleepy thighs. Yeah, my quads are... <laughs> my just, quads, like, try it. My quads are doing it. But <laughs> if you were to take your finger, press it on your thigh, po- just poke it, and, like, think about it. Think about that mind. Like, you can move it a little bit, right? So, with a little bit of practice, you can make... Boom, crush a cantaloupe in between those thighs or a watermelon or something, but like it takes practice. Uh, it's not just gonna yeah. come overnight where you can like, flex those thighs or thighs, but um, yeah, so touching the muscle 
can definitely seems stupid, help. but yeah. literally, it's just your finger, like muscle hack. Yeah, and flexing too. Like, say if you were gonna work your biceps, like a couple flexes, like get that nice and pumped up, and then drop into your next set can help. But, Definitely. Yeah. I think that was a pretty good little chat session on mind muscle connection. There's not too much you can say about it. Like it's it's a simple but complex scenario yeah i don't know the word for it that was a bad word and arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) the king whoop to get the perfect pump your mind has to be the body's guide he said and uh i can totally resonate with that oh 100 percent. but i think that's a good way to end the episode with a little arnold quote so (laughs) uh go find your perfect pump yeah let us know and uh tam's gonna put a poll on her instagram after we're off of here if you want to see her uh, mind muscle connection so vote on that and uh i'll share the video a little bit later if it's a yes thanks des (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome thanks for tuning in everybody and we'll see you on the next uh podcast that we might do live yeah see you guys later